Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. You love them, you hate them, and you can't stop talking about them. Announcers, analysts, pundits, they're all fair game. It's Sports Media Payhem with Alex Reamer. Time to let it rip. So I mentioned Tom Brady and the Super Bowl, uh, two things that are synonymous with each other. Of course, we have Chiefs-Eagles this Sunday. Uh, the Chiefs have made five consecutive AFC championships. If they beat the Eagle, Eagles, that's two Super Bowls for Patrick Mahomes. And yeah, giving the Patriots a run for their money. Um, but here's the big point I want to bring up when it comes to the big game, the Super Bowl. Uh, we know that the Super Bowl is by, by and away uh, the most watched program on TV all year long. The NFL is dominant. Last year, 82 of the top 100 programs were NFL games. Uh, at least 100 million people watch the Super Bowl every year. I expect this year to be no different. And But the question is, how long is this going to continue? Is it going to continue indefinitely? Or is there a shelf life? Because the Super Bowl is really the last example of a big monoculture event that we have. You know, and monoculture, of course, is kind of a big fancy Chuck Klosterman type word, but it basically means one culture, you know, and we had that basically throughout our entire history, you know, A-list celebrities, A-list actors before everything became so fragmented in the world of YouTube, TikTok, social media, et cetera. And now every niche has their own celebrities. So the monoculture is completely gone. The Oscars, nope, no longer an event that the whole country watches. The Grammys, nope, no longer an event that the whole country watches. The Super Bowl is the last thing. We have the big halftime show, the NFL, the commercials, all of that. But I don't think this is going to last indefinitely. I think there is a shift upon us. And that's because of Gen Z. Yes, these young Gen Zers. Uh, I've written about this in the past. I find it very interesting. There's a lot of surveys about sports fandom and how it spans across generations. And Gen Z, they're just really not that into it compared to millennials, Gen X, go on down the line. Um, There's something called the Next Generation Fandom Survey. And this was taken last year in 2022. And it found that 43% of respondents from Gen X identify as sports fans. 41% of millennials, my people, identify as sports fans. And only 33% of respondents from Gen Z identify as sports fans. Meanwhile, 28% of Gen Z respondents identified themselves as sports apathetic. 
That's nine points above millennials and eight points more than Gen X. And when you break it down by sport, yes, football, highest fandom across generations, but there's a big dip with Gen Z. Only 34% of Gen Z respondents identified as being football fans compared to 44% of respondents from Gen X, 41% of millennials, and 40% of baby boomers. Yes, the baby boomers uh, who were polled during that. Nothing from the silent generation. If they wanted to pull the silent generation, uh, they should have gone to the State of the Union Tuesday night. <laughs> it's a meeting age in that house chamber. I would say it's probably 85 years old. Um, but uh, yeah, Gen Z, 34% identify as being football fans well below every other generation. Interestingly enough, Gen Z reported being fans of basketball, soccer, esports, and the Winter Olympics at a higher rate than older generations. So why is this happening? Why are people? Why why is Gen Z not a, not football fans in comparison to other generations? Not sports fans in comparison to other generations? Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus a few reasons, you know, I think a big part is the decline of the monoculture. They don't watch cable TV. The idea of sitting down and spending three, three and a half hours watching an NFL game is completely foreign to them. They're consuming content on YouTube, on TikTok, uh, Twitter and Instagram are too old for Gen Z. So I don't know what's the be real, I guess, although that's just like taking pictures of yourself in real time. But nonetheless, the monoculture is dead. And the NFL is symbolic of that monoculture. It really is the epitome of monoculture. Um, Again, 82 of the top 100 programs watched on TV last year were NFL games. Um, So Gen Z, they're just they're just not tuned into that their media world is so fragmented. It's very niche. It's very different. Um, I think they also follow athletes like celebrities, uh, you know, they don't necessarily follow a favorite team. They'll follow a favorite athlete and what they do on the field. Yes. And they'll watch the highlights, but really what they do off the field as well with their personal brands. And I also think, and, and, you know, I think this is kind of a little overplayed, but in general, I do think that members of Gen Z place more emphasis on cultural issues than older generations. I think that they look at a brand's values. They look at an organization's values and they see, you know, what they're doing. And the NFL certainly has uh, a mixed track record, to say the least, when it comes to these things. Just look at all the bad bad headlines over the last year, from Deshaun Watson's sexual assault case to Dan Snyder and the commanders and the prevalence of sexual harassment going on in that front office. Uh, Just uh, another bad year for the NFL in terms of headlines. And I think Gen Z sees that and it repulses them a little bit. You look at how they grew up. They grew up in the Trump presidency. Their formative years marred by COVID, uh, climate change, certainly much more 
uh, relevant to them than it is to even millennials and certainly older generations. They're growing up really in the thick of it. So I think that their experiences kind of mold their minds here. And look, the NFL is combating that. I mean, look, you look at the big deal with Amazon. Uh, so putting more games on streaming, I, you know, YouTube TV or, or Google rather has the uh, new NFL Sunday ticket package paying huge money for that. So the NFL is shifting a bit from linear TV to more streaming, but I still think that kind of misses the point because it doesn't matter whether the game is on Amazon or YouTube TV or whatever, CBS. The fact is an NFL game is still three, three and a half hours, and it's still a big challenge to get younger people to sit down and watch a game for three, three and a half hours. So obviously we are far away from this. The spending power still rests with baby boomers, Gen X, millennials. When Gen Z grows up, gets married, maybe they will sit down, watch the NFL like everybody else and numbers similar to every other generation. But I mean, these poll numbers are hard to ignore. And I think, you know, we're not close to the end. Still have a long way to go, but it's not unfathomable that we'll get to an age where even the NFL and the Super Bowl is more of a niche product, just like everything else. Speaking of niche products, 80 for Brady debuted last week, right after Tom Brady's second retirement from the NFL. And it actually did pretty well at the box office, relatively speaking, in today's day and age. It grows $12.5 million in its opening weekend, number two overall. Uh, coming up on the other side, I'll speak to somebody who watched the movie and wrote quite the provocative review, uh, Corbin Smith, who writes for Rolling Stone and other publications. He joined us a few months ago on the podcast. Glad to welcome him back. The title of his piece is Tom Brady, Cheating Trump Fanatic Ruins 80 for Brady. So if you want some good Brady hate, pushing back on that Brady hate, brings me back to the old days on the radio. Uh, that's coming up on the other side. It's a Sports Media Mayhem podcast. Thank you, as always, for listening.